It's the Defiant Ones After Hours here at Washington Hall. Wow. The return of Nicole Matthews here after five years. Yeah, what a moment, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Crazy. So you returned to Washington Hall. It was last month. Mm-hmm. And you made your first uh, your first match. Unfortunately, losing to Marina Shafir. It was an incredible match. Incredible match. Yeah. But, um, you know, tell me... Uh, what you've been up to the last few years you know like have you been wrestling back home in canada oh for sure yeah okay cool like never stopped wrestling never stopped training um yeah just been uh really focused on the lionsgate dojo like the school that uh myself artemis spencer uh billy sway tony baroni cat power uh that we all run and uh, i guess been my main focus for the last four and a half five years yeah yeah there's been um there's been a ton of wrestlers that we've interviewed here for the defiant ones that have have been graduates or are yes. students you know like state of emergency judas yes. icarus uh travis williams mm-hmm. a ton of people so it's got to be cool to see you know some of your students and, and some of your friends uh you know really killing it here in defy so insanely proud yeah it's yeah it, it's just you know, it's one thing for you to celebrate your own success, but mm-hmm. to see people that you've, you know, had a little part in their yeah. journey or their, you know, just their training or whatever, it's just been incredible to see. And they're all just great guys and hard workers. And yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like, it's like I watch a lot of them, you know, even just tonight watching Miles in that tag match when he was teaming with Ethan versus mm-hmm. Bollywood Boys. And like, I'm just like, how did I have any part of yeah. this person? Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's just so talented and so Absolutely, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's just insane to think that you had a little part of their journey. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, yeah, you, I am not a mother and I don't plan to be ever, but it's like, it's as close to that as, yeah. Like with adult children, yeah. children who are like five, 10 years younger yep. than you. Uh, but they're your wrestling kids. They're my wrestling children. Right. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, but it's just, I don't even want to take any credit for them because mm-hmm. they're just such hard workers and they have created their own journeys and, yeah, they're just, they're, it's just really cool to see. It's, it's nice to hear a lot of people from Vancouver, British Columbia coming out, you yeah. know, and the Washington Hall. It's really cool to hear. Awesome. Yeah. And that, you know, when, when last time I was here, that wasn't so much the case, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just really cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, we, we did do a, a Defiant Ones episode via, you know, Zoom during the pandemic. That's yes. how things started. That was the dark years of the Defiant Ones. But it's what, <laughs> you know, we we had, we took advantage of what we had yeah. and we kind of started this thing. Um, obviously, we've upped the production value. It's a lot better now. So, <laughs> um, and, and it's awesome to have in, in-person interviews. It's so much better. Yes. Um, so if I ask us up a few of the same questions, just know that there's a lot of people that probably won't go back to watch those early ones because you know just saying there's so, no way i remember yeah all the questions you i do remember me, you so had a green okay. couch though you have a green couch we right? do have, have a green, green couch, couch. Yeah. yes uh, it's a hand-me-down from artie's uh grandma shout out to grandma artie <laughs> grandma artie yeah yeah we we don't buy new furniture ever <laughs> uh so let's go back to the moment of returning to washington mm. hall mm-hmm. take me back to that moment what did that mean to you Okay, so the lead up to it was insane. Okay, so not to get too inside, but yeah. 
Can we talk about like the visa and stuff? Okay. Uh, so there is a P3 visa that a lot of the Canadians were on, uh, like Artie and uh, Judas Icarus and Travis Williams and Randy Myers and the Voros. And a lot of people from Mexico too. A, yeah, a ton of people from Mexico. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny to actually see the list of names on the P3 visa because yeah. it's like all, you know, it's just like, you know, a lot of people from Mexico and then it's like, Lindsay Miller. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> like, right? it's very, like, obviously not from yeah, the same yeah, place. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, but, yeah, so I was on that same group visa as everybody, but because of my complications at the border, yes. I wasn't able to come back on the same, mm -hmm. at the same time as everyone else did. And I had to go through some extra paperwork. And, you know, it was government stuff. You yeah. never know when things are going to go through or if they will go through, because mm -hmm. you hear horror stories of... You know, you have all everything in place, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, at, at first when we were going through the process, I was told a certain timeline that I kind of knew was bullshit. They said like sure. two to six weeks. And I was like, mm. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, <l> <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Come on. Right? Yeah. So that didn't happen. And then I just kind of was like, well, you know, you, you can't, there's nothing you can do about this. You yep. can't control it. Yep. Uh, and then on the friday before i came back uh so that would have been march 10th or 11th whatever like sure. the friday before yeah i get the email that the waivers wow. have cleared and i'm like and i'm like at work right and i see and i'm like oh my god i like close my office door at work and i'm like I, what, what do i do what do i do like i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know what to do yeah so like i called uh, i called Artie, and i was like my waivers got cleared. He's like, what? And then he like runs away from his work site. Amazing. Like, <laughs> and we're just like Jones in. You know, I just, yeah. I didn't know how to react. And then, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I'm going to be in fucking America tomorrow. Yep. And that's how quick it happened. It mm -hmm. was, it was insane. And like, funny enough, like two days before that, you know, like Artie was going down the whole time. Mm -hmm. And uh, our friend Tony, uh, Tony Baroni, mm -hmm. was, you know, he's like, oh, like, what are you doing this weekend? I know Artie's going down, like my birthday dinner, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm there, man. He's like, well, how likely is it that your waiver will come through? Because he was one of the few people who knew about yeah. it. And I was like, zero percent. Yeah. <laughs> and then two I'll days be there later, at your birthday, bro. Right? Count me in. And then yeah, I, I'm in hundred percent. And then two years or two days later, I text him like, "So I won't be able to make that." Yeah. He's like, "No fucking way!" You know, yeah, he was so super pumped stoked. for it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just happened so quickly. And then yeah, I just remember when we crossed the border. It was what was like, that like? Being like, oh, show your papers. Like we're legit, dude. It was crazy. Let us in. It was nuts, and it wasn't like that complicated either. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was insane, and I just like. That was like the first time, like I, I don't cry very easily, yeah. but like when we crossed and then I like, I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> just crying. And then we tried to like find a those good, five years. Fuck that, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, four and a half, you know, I, I, I <laughs> defied all the odds. That's amazing. <laughs> Pun intended. Well, I mean, similar circumstances, a speedball Mike Bailey, yes, you know, and, and he was in Canada for five years, kind of banned and mm -hmm. uh, from the States, but he's back and he's killing it, you know, and, and you're back and you're killing it and congratulations, you know, but, but so you, you show up to mm -hmm. defy mm -hmm. you're at Washington hall. Yeah. Was that 
an emotional experience as well? Oh my gosh, yeah. And it, it was funny because like when I, like we were like probably the first ones in the building who weren't helping with the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the first couple of people, we saw Evan Rivers because it was his like Defy debut. And he, it, it was just like a come a double take because yeah. we didn't really tell too many people. And I just saw him the night before yeah. at a show in Canada. And then like we saw Taryn and uh, uh, Michael R. Blaze, like MRB, because that mm-hmm. was his Defy debut. And they were just like, wait, what, what are you doing here? Because yeah. <laughs> like all the Canadians knew my deal, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was just like fucking surreal. It was cool. and uh, But it was like almost like I hadn't left almost, yeah. you know? It was just so just so cool it was just home you yeah. know it felt right and were you nervous at all like that defy fans wouldn't remember you you know i mean okay uh, arrogantly enough no that's terrible that's awesome. to say yeah. but like i wasn't that nervous i, about I mean that. i don't think you should be but i, I just <laughs> you know i i do know that there's a lot of new fans and stuff like that yes. and you were a kind of a defy original so yes. i was just curious you know coming into it were you like I don't know. There were definitely people. I could tell there were definitely people in the crowd who did not know who the fuck I was. Like when I came out, to, like but there were do people the same, who did. But there's more people who them. did, right? Yeah. So it was fine. I think all the other fans were just like, "Oh, okay, we'll follow along." Sure, sure. <laughs> this positive reaction yes. to this random girl. Uh, yeah, no. So I wasn't too worried about that. I was more worried about. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't really like. I had some things planned on what was like what I was gonna say, but. I was like worried I was gonna fucking ball like a baby. And like, that's not exactly like usually how I am. So yeah, but then I didn't, I was just all like, let's fucking go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, less less like crying or whatever. I had, yeah, I didn't cry, which was nice. (laughs) I thought I was going to ball, man. Cause it was, it's been a, yeah, it's been a journey the last five years, right? But yeah. Here we are. And then, you know, you, you wrestle for AEW. Tell me about that, you know? So. What a f- fucking crazy week, yeah. right? Like, that was the same week? It was literally the same week. It was the Wednesday that followed wow. that I was here, right? That's so, cool. like, I knew that was going to happen. I knew I'd be in Winnipeg for that, but yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do, obviously, yeah. you know? I just kind of assumed I'd do a dark match like everyone else does. And uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of crazy circumstances. It was good though, because I know, I know, like, you know, some people were disappointed. Maybe I just had that like short amount of time on TV, sure. but that gave me so much more exposure than having yeah. a great AEW dark match would have. Mm-hmm. So it really worked in my, the, the timing of it really worked in my favor. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that, that was really cool. And it was very cool to be there because. It was like a little family reunion with a bunch of people I hadn't seen in so long. Yeah. So yeah, it was really cool. There's an Instagram account I follow called like AEW Enhancement Talent. You oh, made nice. it on their Instagram, you know? It was like, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Famous. Uh, Steve Miggs made it on there, you oh, know, against Jake yeah. Hager, you know. <laughs> a bunch of, it was awesome. So, yeah. um, so okay. So uh, a question that w- I've asked you before, but let's mm-hmm. just rehash. Um, you're a wrestling super fan. I know, you know, like you are diehard wrestling fan. Yeah, super um, nerd. And, you know, uh, Artie's actually mentioned that you don't let him really watch movies. 
you more so just watch old WWF pay-per-views. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm such a nerd. He doesn't get to do any other pop culture if, other than wrestling when on, I'm around. On a Friday night, and he's like, hey, I want to watch a movie. And you're like, no, we're re-watching Survivor Series 93. Like, what's, what's, a, what's a pay-per-view or a wrestling thing that you go back Ooh. all the time and, and you could re-watch? We got like a random King of the Ring or in your house or something? <laughs> probably canadian stampede 97 okay, yeah. is a like easy watch right like yeah. that's like it was the crowd was great and yeah. it was you know you're a canadian i'm a mm-hmm. canadian i gotta i gotta represent right but like that that pay-per-view was amazing and there's no misses all hits you know so that's an easy one um i think i'd do more like matches like random okay. matches i go yeah. back to right and when in doubt go on youtube put brian danielson versus like danielson's my my number one by quite Mm -hmm. a bit like he's my he's my top guy for sure awesome i feel like as a canadian i should say like bret hart or own hart who are amazing obviously but yeah danielson's my number one awesome pacific northwest so it's okay yeah Yeah, absolutely represent right uh do you um have you actually have you met him yeah um when i was first starting like oh six oh seven he came up to Vancouver yeah. for a few shows, you know, yeah. before he, well, yeah. Wait, a few it was kind of during his Ring signed. of Honor yes, run and stuff. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah. Like, so he, he was the reason why I started coming to indie shows in Vancouver. Yeah. Because he was on a Pacific Cup when ECCW was running those. And uh, yeah, I was like 15, 16. And that was the first time. Wow. I wanted to come to indie wrestling because he like I'd watch him at ROH. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and he was he was just like my guy, and I was like, I like I fucking connected with him right away, and I'm like I need to see this guy live. Yeah, and so that introduced me to indie wrestling that's locally. Cool. Yeah, really, and uh, yeah, that's where I actually that's the first. I was that the show we first met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, when he was amazing. Artie's over here. So, yeah. Isn't that adorable? Yeah, and he showed me his face even though he was under a mask at the time. Aww. Yeah, because he thought I was cute. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah just like... <laughs> Look at that cutie. <laughs> but you're such a cutie. That's amazing. Uh, Put yeah. the mask back on. <laughs> Halo. Yeah, when he was amazing Halo. Amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Danielson was always my guy. So uh, whenever, yeah, I was like, I don't know, Brian Danielson versus, and you see what comes up, right? Yeah. And that, that's kind of my comfort, uh, comfort food. First wrestling memory as a kid. Were your, fa- were your fa- uh, parents wrestling fans? Uh, my dad, okay, so my dad didn't, I don't remember him watching a lot of, like, WWF or whatever, but he used to go to, like, indie shows in Vancouver. Really? All-Star Wrestling, wow. like Al Tomko and all that stuff. And he's like talked about that a little more as we've gone older. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he was always okay with it. Uh, probably okay. My first memory, and I'm sure I watched wrestling before this because I never remember not watching wrestling. Yeah. Uh, but my first like memory of like watching like a live pay per view was WrestleMania nine. Yeah. In Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Hogan gets the win against Yokozuna. 
Right. Yeah. No, didn't he get the... Oh, yeah, because Yokozuna screwed over Bret yeah, Hart, of course, then, of course. And Hogan's like, Yo. that's not going to work for me. And yeah, then he brother. comes in and... Yeah, yeah that was... That was weird. <laughs> when you look back, it's like fucking brutal. Yeah, it's pretty you know? heinous. Like, yeah. nothing good. I think like Tito Santana versus uh, Shawn Michaels yep. was the only decent match yep. on the card and everything else was pretty bad. Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez. Oh, classic five-star yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was your first memory. Uh, that's my first memory. And yeah. I just remember um, them being in Vegas and yeah. the Jim Ross and Toga. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And Bobby Heenan coming in backwards on a camel kind of thing. I right? Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in what? I, my first memory was like WrestleMania 10 era. Oh, so yeah. yeah. And WrestleMania 10 was an act. I wish that was great. my first memory because I was an great. actual yeah. good pay per view and had, you know, like obviously Michael's Razor and Brett Owen, but also had a really good crush for Savage match. Mm-hmm. And very underrated. Very good. Yeah, my yeah. first wrestling t shirt was WrestleMania 11, uh, Lawrence Taylor t shirt. My mom bought me a Lawrence. My mom bought me a LT Lawrence Taylor t shirt. Yeah, LT from, Bam Bam. You know, from Pretty the WF. Classic. She bought it from Todd Pettengill. Uh, you know? What? No, he, he was, you know, serving it up on WWE Mania. And, uh, and, and she's like, okay, I'll get him this shirt, you know? So, anyways, not this isn't interview is not about me no, so that's a, you got that's a great memory like uh that. you so you so you got hooked on that uh yeah 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 and I, I, again i like i don't that's just the first like time i remember watching it live but i've been watching it before that yeah. and i don't really have a great like and then i saw this and yeah. i was addicted like i don't have a great story like that but yeah who who is your guy okay so back then like kind of when i first started like brett Heart, Owen Hart, you yeah. know, like the hearts, Canadian, obviously. But as I got older, like when I was a teenager and, you know, kind of having like a little more, I don't know, like a little more formed opinions, maybe, or a little more educated opinions. Uh, I really like a Canadian that I can't mention right now because uh-huh. he's a terrible piece of shit human being. Sure. Uh, we'll just say Jamie Noble. Okay. Cause, cause <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. So that guy, um, Chris Jericho, Edge, and RVD. Those are like my top four. And RVD is kind of a weird one on that one. But I was like, a huge RVD dude, fan. Dude, like it's I funny. I was a big fan of his ECW, you know. It was so just good. insane. Yeah. And it, it's funny because I, I first, like I knew about him from ECW, but I didn't, wasn't like too into ECW at that point. But like when he came in for the invasion angle yeah. and I'm like, who the fuck is this? This is so fucking cool. I remember me and my friend would like, like have heated arguments about who would win RVD or Shawn Michaels. Would, RVD every day yeah. of the week. Every day. I yeah. have to say that as a Bret Hart, an old Bret Hart fan yeah, too, for right? Sure, for sure. Like I'm like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, come on. Uh, but yeah, I just, it, it, RVD is a funny one for me because like I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, RVD. And then when I became a wrestler, I'm like, eh, I don't know, he doesn't do the fundamentals. Blah, blah, blah. And then now I'm just like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, RVD. Back in the day, RVD's yeah. a man. He's yeah. so cool. So cool. Did you ever get to go to any live, like WWF events or anything like that? Yeah. Or? So my first one I remember was like in 1996. Yeah. Um, it was. What was it in your house? It was wow. in your house. Awesome. In '96 in the summer, like July, I assume. When they gave away houses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah who gets yeah, to win yeah. the house? I did not oh. win that house. No. So you go see these live shows, and then um, when did you like think like I could be a wrestler? Did you want to be a wrestler? You know, were you? Um, I think once I started going to the indie shows, sure. Like when I was a teenager, I kind of knew. Like in the back of my head, I was like, I could do. I want to do this. I want to do this. 
Um, but once I started going to indie shows and I saw like a actual way, sure, you know, to get there. Uh, yeah, but at first I was like, because Lance Storm started doing his training about when I was in grade twelve, I think. Wow. Yeah, and I, not to age myself. So did you train with Lance Storm? No, I did okay. not. Um, I planned to. My original plan was like, I'm going to go to the University of Calgary and get trained by Lance Storm. Wow. Right? This is my like fucking sneaky yeah. plan. And I was like to my mom, I'm like, I really want to go to the University of Calgary for reasons you yeah. know <laughs> um, i love their academic history right i did too art history really? in high school okay. actually ap oh, art history wow. um and I, I was just saying to Artie earlier i'm like i wish i really kept up with that art history Artie, art history art history now you oh shit yeah art history there you go by lost interest in art history once and you started also dating art history art history what? you lost interest in art history no art history you, you're i'm very, very interested, interested in yes. art history okay. not so much cool. yeah but i was like university of calgary i really like their mathematics to yeah, yeah, i was just like trying yeah. to make shit up They're right and my cool. mom was like who's gonna pay for that and i'm like yeah. oh shit i thought you were going to yeah i don't have money so i can't do that so plan b was uh training in vancouver who'd you train with uh eccw so uh michelle star was my original trainer awesome uh probably the biggest influential trainer i had in the beginning was aaron idol who yeah you know um already has talked about him oh good good yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i I feel like not enough people talk about him or appreciate him which like you know fair enough it was we were very isolated territory and he and he really was only around for five years five to 10 years, not too long. Uh, but he was my main influence as a trainer. And he, he was very, like, he gave me so many like DVDs and shit sure. of like best of Noah. And like, yeah. I just remember this like one compilation he gave me and had like Andre versus Stan Hansen. I was like, Whoa. I want to be like that. Um, which is difficult for a, You're like, I'm not seven foot. Right. Tall, like, so, yeah. But, for like a fucking female like yeah. woman who's 120 pounds at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I wish still now. Um, yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to be Stan Hansen. Like I was determined. Uh, yeah. So like, he was super influential and he, he was really good. You know, he, um, never like he treated me and, uh, Veronica vice who I started with, who's mm-hmm. still like my best friend. Um, he never treated us any differently than he treated awesome. all the guys and everything. And, uh, like, I, I just remember this one piece of advice, which like was really useful to me in some ways. And then in other ways got me a lot of heat back in the day where he's like, because you know, it was just a different time back then. It's yeah. not how it is now, but like, yeah, he's like, so you can be a bitch or you can be a pushover. And I was like, I'm going to be a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so super bitch <laughs> so like i i really you know he really um yeah he he really like encouraged me and uh really there's a word i'm looking for right now that i can't think of probably because of all the white claws um yeah he he just really like enriched that attitude in me to you know stand up for what i believed in awesome. and not to take shit you yeah. know and like right now there's not a lot of shit to be taken for women, which is better. You know, I'm not saying there's none, but uh, back then it it was pretty brutal sometimes. Right. So uh, having that attitude and having a trainer that really supported me and having a good support system uh, with like the friends and like, you know, my boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 
So growing up in in a time where I was watching like the the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. there wasn't exactly the most positive representation of women. I'm no. I'm not a woman, but I but going into you know wrestling as a woman at the, that time around that time, um, was it difficult to find you know peers or role models that were positive influences as women's wrestlers? Yeah, I just kind of honestly like, and I kind of hate saying it because it doesn't. I don't know, but like Molly Holly was always super cool. Like she was one woman that I really looked up to. But other than that, there weren't a lot, right? Yeah. So I could watch like old Joshi wrestling and shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 my main influences were dudes, unfortunately, yeah. right? But then like, when I was like later in high school, I found Shimmer. Like Shimmer started up a little late, like when I was training. Yeah. Uh, but the precursor to Shimmer was IWA Mid South, the women's division. Mm-hmm there so i remember getting a compilation vhs not yeah. to show my age um get some mickey knuckles in there oh there's mickey knuckles daisy hayes lacy rain mischief sarah del rey allison danger like all like the ogs uh, cheerleader melissa sorry i yep. should mention her too mercedes martinez like all the oj ogs of like shimmer wrestling mm-hmm. right shimmer women's athletes and I just remember watching that and I was like, I could, f- I want to do that. Like, yeah. that's what I want. That's awesome. Right? That like, you, you were able to see that. Yeah. And get that. That, and that. It was good to be a nerd in that way. Yeah. Right. So I like knew the indie scene and I knew to like seek that out. Um, yeah. I only got <laughs> like it from Mojican Scott, who is a Scott Henson now. Okay. Uh, he, big cat. He, yeah. Big cat. He was a tape, he was a tape trader, the local tape trader okay. in uh, BC. And I got a compilation tape of IWA Mid-South Women's Division. And I got a compilation of Spanky. <laughs> okay. Those are my yeah. two compilations so that I got. VHS again. So uh, then, you know, fast forward, what's it like wrestling for Shimmer, knowing that, you know, you had gotten those compilations and, and seen the precursor to that? Was that- It was really surreal, yeah. honestly. Because, like, when I started, I didn't really have any, and I never have really had any aspirations of making it to WWE or anything like that. So that wasn't a goal of mine when I started. My goal was to be a shimmer. Awesome. That was like my goal. And then like I got it like a year and a half in, like super soon. And I was very green yeah. <laughs> at the time. And they just needed a tag team partner for Portia Perez. Okay. So that's why they booked me. I had sent Dave Prezak some stuff before that. And he's like, I just keep working, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Um, yeah, but like I just remember being in the ring at Berwyn Eagles Club, and I was like, "This is it. Yeah, this is the pinnacle." You know, it was so cool, and I just have so many great memories of Shimmer. Like I owe everything to them. You know, yeah. like they, like my career. I I can't imagine what my career would be without yeah. Shimmer. You know, really, Dave Prezak and and, and Shimmer were really ahead of their time. It's. You know, I know some people give them credit, but like Dave, like deserves a world man. Like he, I don't know, AEW should just give him a million dollars and get that fucking. <laughs> he probably agrees. <laughs> I'm sure I assume he, he agrees. Sure. You know? Yeah, I got your back, Dave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just the amount of effort and money and yeah, just it's crazy how much he cared about one's wrestling and you know, like it, it's weird, like when you're in wrestling right it's like when you're a woman and people are too interested in women's wrestling sometimes you're like 
what's the deal here yeah mm, you're like that fucking guy wanted to get chopped earlier or whatever right you're just like what the fuck's going on right like you're just like uh, there's something off here but he was just never like that and he never he just wanted to showcase great women's wrestling because yeah. you could see that that was a niche that wasn't being catered to and like there was just so many talented women's wrestlers and it was like you know it's like when you especially back then right it's like you're the woman like you're the woman's match on the yep. card right excuse me and there's like a certain expectation to how women's wrestlers should conduct themselves or yeah. how they should be in the ring but with him it's just like you weren't a you're were a wrestler you weren't like a woman yeah well you were a woman but you know what i mean like it's not like like being a woman wasn't part of your yeah persona or yeah. whatever right so like i like me and Portia. You were doing mud and bikini matches. You know? <laughs> or just even like being like the sexy one. Yeah. Or like shit like that. Or the catty one, yeah. right? It was just like, which is like fine. It wasn't even like glow though, the, where it was kind of played up the like, exactly. you know, gimmicks of being a woman is a gimmick, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. Like your, your sexuality or whatever yeah, wasn't yeah. played up. And it just gave us so much room to be creative and to... Yeah, just to kind of find who we were as wrestlers or whatever. That's and awesome. like because of that, that empowered me locally to never feel like I was being put in a box of being like, oh, what, you're the woman on the show. I just like never accepted that yeah. locally. Right. And, you know, sometimes that got me some uh, <laughs> negative reactions uh, in the back. But like it's just like I just was like, no, I'm a fucking wrestler. Yep. Like you can't. Don't don't put me in a box. Don't tell me to be a certain way. Don't tell me to use my sexuality because sure. that's not who I am, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. So you're back at Defy, mm -hmm. um, and and you're you know you have you know made your your presence known. You're back here, um, you know, and I asked this question, but I think it will probably hit a little bit different for you now. Like here in defy we call the defiance um the fans the, it's it's part of the community right mm -hmm. they're not they're not just fans they're the defiance what does the defiance mean to you nicole yeah um they mean the world you know it's like you know wrestling moves so quickly right and it's like there's people who are hot you're in you're out whatever and like I haven't been here in four and a half years, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, I don't know, they just like, I, I feel like, I just feel like I'll, you know, the just how fast things have moved since I haven't been in the States. It's like, I feel like the wrestling world kind of forgot about me mm. a bit. Like that's not, you know, obviously not in like Vancouver or whatever, but I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, like if you just look at the wrestling world from like when I wasn't able to come to the States anymore compared to now, it's like AEW wasn't a thing Yeah. when I got, yeah. you know, when I, when that shit happened. Right. So like the wrestling world is just completely different yeah. and you can see how people are get, get forgotten or whatever. And I felt like the wrestling world in general did kind of forget about me, which is what it is like you can't blame people for that but like the defiance just never did right mm -hmm. and i feel like they were the only community especially in the states that like didn't forget about me and like i would you know get tweets about it and i would see yeah. stuff and i was just like oh my god that like means the world you know mm -hmm. and um yeah i i just uh i i yeah i just 
I don't know. I'm not like a super emotional person, yeah. so I don't really know how to. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It, it's just like, it's on one hand, like, again, the world's changed so much that I'm like, I can't believe they didn't forget about me, yeah. but it just means so much that they didn't, you know? Totally. Yeah. So uh, it's late night here. We're going to let you go. But my last question, uh, pick a scar on your body. Show us if you can. But uh, if not, just tell us the story of how you got the scar. You know, I've been so lucky with injuries. I don't. It doesn't have to be wrestling related. It could be you, okay, know, you burned okay, yourself okay. as a kid or, you know, skateboarding accident or something. Oh, I wish it was that cool. It's not that cool. Okay. Okay. So I have. Uh, is that, oh, fuck. My phone's gone. Oh, gone. Wait. Let me check my legs. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's this one. Sorry about my uh, very attractive legs right now with all the bruises and scrapes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got this scar right here. Yep. Um, it was from when I was in grade four. Okay. On the playground. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just <laughs> was a clumsy ass bitch and just fucking scrape my uh, shin on like one of those. It's like an old school playground. So yeah. all those like wood frames or whatever. Oh, yeah. Boom done playgrounds were so dangerous back dude then. so dangerous. amazing but like you best. know you the know fucking toughen me up for fucking professional wrestling yes. you know exactly yeah. and i i remember i hadn't thought about this in years and uh when i was uh drinking wine at my parents house my mom brought up that she felt guilty about it like this is like fucking 25 years after the You're fact like, calm down you know and i'm just like yeah bitch i don't care you know you, you should have said you, know you should have started crying and been like you should feel guilty. Yeah, you know, I should have. I should have been like, this scarred me for, literally scarred me for life. Yeah, um, yeah so it was just a playground accident. I wish I had a cool one from wrestling. I should uh, just say that's from wrestling. Can we just like start yeah, over and the, I can just say that's from wrestling? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, uh, this fucking hardcore match I had. Deathmatch. Get Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> me and Sam and we went back back in the day you know it was amazing. We went, uh, this is probably Puerto the funnest Rico. funnest interview <laughs> amazing back to the white claws let's go oh, Nicole yeah. thank you so much of course thank you at defiant ones let's go hell yeah back at defiant cheers baby right back to fight.